in the darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast. With Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan. Welcome, everybody, to yet another goddamn horror podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Ryan Danley, coming to you from uh, the, the faux spring of February in in uh, in Portland, Oregon. Um, every every February, it just like it just starts to come, and the, the trees start to blossom, and the daffodils come up, and uh, and uh, woodland creatures play. And uh, I don't know. What do you think, Graham? Graham. 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 What's going on over there in Brooklyn, Graham? Graham. Uh, wait, you know what? Did Graham say he wasn't going to be on today? That he was going to hang out with his uh, cool friends? Oh, uh, that's right. Bitch. Son of a bitch. I should have. What are done. we going to do? I thought he was quiet in soundtrack. So I don't know. What are uh, we going to What do we even talk about? We don't have a guest. We don't have Graham. I don't know, dude. It's just He's like you and I. He anchors it. I don't know. I mean, this one, this one might just get fucking wild. I don't know what's going to happen. He really is the heart of the show. He's a heart and soul of the show, isn't he? Like he's he really, is. Like, he, he really is. is. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's kind of like the uh, the silent juggernaut. You know what I mean? Like the quiet. You know what I mean? Like in the back. We're not going to be able to ask anybody the sinister six. What? Fucking crazy! It's crazy talk. <laughs> this is this is like this is uh, this is pretty insane. But uh, um, I guess we're gonna do the best we can, right? You think we can do this? I think we. Can. I th- I, you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be a patchwork, but goddamn it, we're gonna push through for Graham. That's what <laughs> we're gonna great. do. We're gonna do it for Graham. <laughs> we're gonna do it for Graham. Graham, we love you wherever you are, uh, Brooklyn. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's over at Flatbush. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, coming to you from the other part of Brooklyn. Um, you know that other part, uh, Jonas Barnes, Bush, Bushwick. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is one of the other parts of Brooklyn. Um, dude, New York in, the, in February is weird because you're gonna get one of two things. You're either gonna get yo-yo temperatures where it's just gonna go up and down, which is what it's doing right now, or you're gonna get the threat of massive amounts of snow. Like February is our big snow month in New York. Like we'll get it occasionally at the beginning of the winter, but. Everybody really dreads February because if we're going to get a snowstorm, like a big ass blizzard, it usually happens during February, but it's just been up and down. Like we went from 60 degrees to like fucking 22 degrees um, in 24 hours, which I don't know what global fucking event happened that caused that. But yeah, we went from not being able to wear, wear a jacket to like we have to wear two of them. I blame Graham. I mean, it feels like that's what it is. I feel um, like it's Graham. You know what I mean? I feel yeah, like uh, yeah. I feel like uh, like somewhere. I mean, I think that him needing to wear two jackets is probably why he's not on the show because uh, he's out of. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, that's right. Come to think of it, it was like twenty degrees out. Plus, there was wind, which means that he had to put on sleeves because if he didn't, his arms would get frostbite and they'd fall off. So it's probably a traumatic experience for him that he had to put the sleeves on. So. 
if you know, I hope he's I hope he's resting up right now, actually, without sleeves. Right, I, I hope he's safe at home without his sleeves. <laughs> if this was if this is the first time you're ever listening to this podcast, A, I'm sorry. Uh B um <laughs> B um, normally we have a third host and his name is Graham and he's a good dude. And uh he hates sleeves though. Uh fucking uh, hates sleeves. He hates sleeves. Like like I don't even know why his shirts come with sleeves. I, I, I do you think he enjoys cutting his sleeves off? You think that's like a like a like what is he? What do you think he does with all those sleeves? I, hope he I feel like at this I feel like at this point he has to enjoy it because right. I feel like probably the first couple of times it was annoying, but now it's probably cathartic. And now, like I don't know, maybe he made like a new fucking hardcore punk vest out of just discarded sleeves mm, for like just like the you know the flesh of the fallen brethren. <laughs> like maybe that's what it is. <laughs> no, for I don't sure. know. For sure, and because you got to think, like, there's people in this world who don't have clothes, and he's just like throwing away like fabric, like it's like For just sure. no- yeah. just just nothing. I'm sure he's yeah. he's probably he probably has like a technique too. He's probably got like a skill, like he's probably like a skilled like sleeve cutter. Yeah, like, I remember the last time I tried to cut the sleeves off of my shirt, and all I did was have to buy a new shirt. Like I fucked <laughs> right, it up right. so badly. I was like, "This was a terrible idea. Why did I even try to do this?" <laughs> right. Like it's the uh, it's the uh, like I, I do it too. And like sometimes it's like, man, like like how far can I, and then you end up being like, like well, a like because we're big guys, uh, which is like a nice way of saying we're fat. Like like having too far down on the sleeve is like a little exposing. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Like dude, little, if you like, got if you if you got too much side tit going on, you just gotta like you gotta throw the whole shirt away at that point. It's just right, like exactly. Fuck, am I gonna do? Wear a muscle shirt underneath this like an <laughs> asshole? No, I'm not. <laughs> so you know, speaking of assholes, um, <laughs> um. Uh, to our to our to our guests who aren't watching Euphoria, um, I, I would suggest to watch it because it's. Uh, I wouldn't really say I qualify it as horror, but it's not horror, but it's psychological as fuck. And and like honestly, like I've watched horror movies that are more pleasant. You know what I mean? Like it's like nothing going on in this world is in the Euphoria world is happy at all, and it is an A twenty four thing. You know, it was actually kind of surprising to me when I saw because I just didn't know that. I, I mean, I kind of was a little late to the uh, Euphoria game, but um, but I'm I'm impressed with it, and it's uh, and it's A twenty four as fuck. So um, I've actually like really enjoyed it, and uh, and you know, uh, Nate Jacobs though the uh, the. Uh, the the jock on the show is uh, is quite an asshole. Like he is like some next level asshole shit. And if you haven't caught up on it, uh, the way he gets like this disc back is whoever wrote that um is is like chef's kiss. Mwah. Whoever oh, yeah. like him going through that. Whoever said to them like, you know what we're gonna do. I'm going to spoil it. Okay. I'm just going to spoil it. So if you don't want to hear it, just do something different. So, but he puts a gun to his head and plays like Russian roulette with his head on his ex-girlfriend's head. And it's really like, and it's really like probably one of the most impressive like pieces of like horrific writing I've ever seen. I'm like, whoever came up with that is kind of fucked up. I have to admit, like, if you have that in here, like, how's he going to do this? He's going to give her a little kiss on her forehead every time he mm-hmm. squeezes the trigger. And I'm like, wow, that's really, that is really some next level shit. That is Euphoria. Nice. It's one of those shows, man. Euphoria hurts. Like it's that kind of a show. Like it's one of those shows that you watch and like you feel like you legitimately feel like pain when you yep. watch the show, but it's, it, it's because it's done so well 
that it reflects that emotion onto you right. because that's what's coming off the screen. And like, that's kind of, uh, that's a hard thing to do when it comes to a series because on a series, you know, you can get real bored with it sometimes or like that feeling can go away over time, but euphoria, fuck man, the acting in it is some of the best that I've seen. Zendaya is incredible. Like, if your only experience with Zendaya is on the Spider-Man movies, fucking right. turn around and go check out everything else that she's done because, like, she's great in Spider-Man, don't get me wrong, but the range that she has is wild. Like, she's done things on Euphoria that I have seen, I, I think, actresses that are world-renowned that have much more experience than her couldn't even touch. Um, I fully agree, and it's like, and she's playing a complicated role. And what what, what I like about Euphoria in its in its in its uh, generalness is um, that it um, that it takes like these kind of like sort of normal uh, archetypes, you know what I mean, like these normal character tropes, mm-hmm. and and it sort of like mutes them a little bit, and then also like layers it in. Like, you know what I mean? Like Nate Jacobs is the big high school jock and he's playing that role, but he's not just like some steroided loser. Like they're like, we'll just make him a complete and total sociopath. You know what I mean? Like, like he is like, and he is determined and you know what I mean? Like every character is like sort of based on the foundation of this, like, like high school musical grease, like, like, like ridiculous, like classic American art, like, and then, and then just made into this like really deep, like layered character. And, and I think that's what makes it so good is that it's like incredibly approachable on that level. And also like, um, but also like, you know, like, like for real, like, like the drug addict, you know, coming from, you know, both of us coming from like the recovery recovery world and what she's going through. I mean, it's straight up just kind of, they also have a tendency to pull off NA and AA in that show for real. You right. know, like it's like the only time I've ever seen it. Like really most, most shows fuck it up. You know, the wire got close, but like most, most shows and movies screw up. AA. They turn it into something. that's really not. And also the other thing about AA and NA is that when you use that in a movie, you can only like take it so far because of the amount of stuff that is, you know, anonymous and the stuff that we'll talk about and things like that. But there have been a couple that I've seen, like I saw the Shia LaBeouf movie called um, Honey Boy, which Mm -hmm. is the one where he played his own father, which was fucking wild. Um, That movie where he was playing his own father and his father going through addiction and, you know, alcoholism and stuff like that. There's scenes in there where he's quote unquote in AA and it's very um, realistic to what that type of AA can be. Cause it wasn't just like the whole thing where it's like going in a church basement and having some coffee and like in some donuts and talking about your problems. It's not all that. Like that's, that sure is some of it, but there's other aspects to it that, um, that shows don't touch on movies don't touch on really well. And I think euphoria handles addiction in general, um, completely without kid gloves, which is one of the best things about it. Um, it shows how horrific addiction really is. Yep. It really does. And it shows what it does to families and it does to like people who aren't necessarily like, just like bad people, you know what I mean? And I think that that's what it's, it's weird. Like, 
in another thing I just I just watched, uh, it's it's the same it's the same kind of like thing as like I just watched another A twenty four. I finally got around to the tragedy of Macbeth, and um, oh yeah, it, it's like in the same. It's in the same. I wrote a nice. Uh, if you didn't check it out, I wrote a good review of it today. But um, I did actually the, see that. It's a very nice review. Um, it's in the. Um, We'll post it to something for our listeners. Um, um, it's 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 weird when the protagonist is also the antagonist. You know what I mean? Where like you're like, yeah, like I'm rooting for this person to succeed, but like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, like, but am I? Am I, I think I am. But am I? Yeah. Am, am I? Are these people really worth rooting for? You know, because like Macbeth is a total villain, but also like the driving force of the story. You know. Um, right. Also, um, like, fucking Denzel Washington can sell me on anything. Yeah. Which, it, you know, I've seen some movies of his that were dog shit, but he still sold me on whatever part he was playing, regardless of what the rest of the movie was. Because he's one of those actors that, um, even if, like, he's kind of doing the same Denzel Washington thing throughout most of the movies, that thing that he's doing, he's doing very well. So For he sure. he's always like he always sells me on it. But that was what was cool about the tragedy of Macbeth is because you kind of got to see a different side of him mm-hmm. and a different side of his acting. Because you know usually he's Denzel Washington. He's not Denzel sure. Washington in a fucking Shakespeare movie. Like, it's For just sure. not something you see. Right. So it, was, I, it was cool to see that. The only other one he did was he did uh, much to do about nothing with the Kenneth Branagh version, you know, uh, which is funny because Keanu's in that. But it's like the back. Yeah, to yeah. back. It's like the he did Keanu. Poor Keanu did back to back like Dracula and Much Ado About <laughs> Nothing, which is like oh he, yeah. He, he just got cast in like these English roles, and like I don't know why what they were trying to do with him at the time. Keanu is so great when he is oh, like man. when he's perfectly cast. You know what I mean? Like like you don't even care that he's like I mean not a great actor in some shit. But like, you know, when he's in um, Thumbsucker or when he's in even like I'm talking like even like serious roles or like the Matrix or or John Wick or anything like that. You're like, he rules. You know what I mean? But when you try to stick him in something that's like sort of like and it's funny because he's a deep dude, but like but like he just doesn't have that gravity to pull off like some Shakespeare or some shit. I'm sorry. Okay, here's the thing with Keanu. I got to I got to go to bat for Keanu a little bit here. Um, He's not good at accents. Like, he's just, it's not his thing, okay? Like, we'll throw that out there right now. You give Keanu an accent, he's going to fuck it up because it's not his jam. And they shouldn't have done that, okay? Shouldn't have done it. But since we're a horror podcast, let's talk about some horror that he's done. And we're not going to talk about Dracula because Dracula, he has to do an accent. And my God, is it a bad accent? So, like, just, yeah, stay away from that. But he did uh, The Devil's Advocate. He was fucking great. He was was, he because, was great in that acting up against Al Pacino. Yeah, for playing sure. Satan like that's yeah. you know, he could have gotten chewed up and spit out, but he still mm-hmm. held his own. You know, yep. Um, that's not an easy part to play either. And no. you know what? For the for the record, for the record, he played a good Constantine in a very shitty Constantine movie. For sure, I and I don't disagree at all. And I, I got no problem with Keanu. Like I think like like I mean, in the, at the end of the day, like. Keanu's faults, like he's still like ten thousand times more awesome than like so many other people that are in movies. You know what I mean? Like, and and he has really like kept himself in cool shit. Like, I mean, I think the John Wick franchise is like like some of my favorite like of all time. You know, um, I can like, watch the, I can watch the John Wick films back to back to back multiple times in a day, and it will not bother me at all. 
They're fun. I just watched Nobody. I finally got around to that, and uh, which is off, I what I feel like off the John Wick uh, um, pre kind of. Have you seen Nobody? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and he, I mean, it's basically a sort of John Wick sort of movie, and uh, yeah, it's it's Mister Show with John Wick, like, that's right. what it is, and and RZA, and, uh, yeah. and Christopher Lloyd, um, that's great. Michael Ironside, isn't it? Like like what like what is going like what I'm like watching this movie, and I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Um, like and uh, and and the ass weapons are abundant, and uh, just how much I, I I just love that. Um, but back to Tragedy of Macbeth really quick. Anybody who hasn't seen it, I strongly suggest it. Even if you're not like a Shakespeare fan or a play fan, Macbeth is a great story. It's uh, it's filled with tons of murder and uh, and throat stabbing and things like that. And uh, um, most most Shakespeare movies have that dark side, or Shakespeare stories have that dark side to them. Right. And tra- like Tragedy of Macbeth is good. And honestly, most Shakespeare movies when they when they don't try to do something that's like very on the nose, like when they take a little bit of like some artistic rights with it and have fun with it, Shakespeare translates really well to interesting, fun movies, like, you know, of all different sorts, like the Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann, uh, Baz Luhrmann. That one was a cool take on it. Tragedy of Macbeth, uh, the Hamlet movie with Ethan Hawke, like, Mm -hmm all those things like where you take these things, uh, Tromeo and Juliet, come on. All right. <laughs> that movie was fucked up six ways from Sunday. And I really think it had very little to do with Shakespeare, but we're going to put it on the list, you know? <laughs> oh no, totally. And, um, 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 I, I'm a big Shakespeare fan. So just in general, like I went to the Globe in, in London and saw Henry the Fourth, and uh, uh, which is part of the, um, the precursor of uh, my entire light just fell down. Did you get uh, Did you get to see uh, Did you get to see drunk Shakespeare when you were in New York? No, I didn't. That would have been awesome though. Um, I I but I just love Shakespeare, and I always have, and I think that like it, um, it gets a you know it's everybody's like oh it's Shakespeare and this and that, but like when you really actually pay attention to it, it's actually very very good, and it's very entertaining, and it's funny. Um, I think one of the funniest lines ever is in Henry V, um, you know, after he beats France. Um, he, <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he comes he comes in and he and they and he's he takes france's you know the 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 king of france like uh um um gives like says well would you like to marry my daughter so he can you know do you know do this for me you know what i mean and so they talk mm-hmm. and they get, get along and they're kind of loving each other and they're like they're kind of like kissing a little bit and this and that and then her father and then the the king walks back in and he goes oh your dad's here and uh, like, and it was just funny because like our army just beat his army, and we were gonna kill him. But now we're just gonna marry you instead. But still, like when I'm like gonna kiss you, and he walks in, I still act like, oh my god, your dad's here. I think that's like one of the. Fun- <laughs> I think that's like one of the funniest moments in in anything. You know what I mean? And um, so I don't know. I'm a big Shakespeare fan, so I think Tragedy of Macbeth was really good. Um, I think if you, as a horror fan, if you watch it just for the witch at the beginning. Um, it's literally the greatest moments in TV I've, or in, in on, on media I've ever seen. It's literally like the greatest acting. Uh, Kath, uh, Catherine Hunter is is uh, her yep. name, and I don't. She's not in much else. Uh, she does theater stuff, and uh, 
Um, I kind of looked her up. I'm going to try to get her on the show. I, I would sit there and I would just like break down how she did that entire scene. And if any of you haven't seen it, literally go to Apple TV plus it's where it is. It's streaming free on there and watch very the, worth it. Watch the witch part because it is un un fucking believable. I have never seen it. Yeah. Like it. So, so, so dig in, so dig in tragedy Macbeth. Um, yeah. I think that's actually, you know what? I think that's the direction that we should go with this episode. I think we should talk to people about stuff that's on streaming right now because streaming has streaming has blown up over the last like week or two. This, mm-hmm. in fact, the month of February, there's been so much stuff that has dropped on uh, various streaming platforms. Like here recently, in the last week or so, week week and a half, um, that I, I feel like there's a lot to talk about and it's not more, it's more than just a couple of recommendations. Like there's a lot of solid stuff for horror fans that's come out. Uh, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's like, I, I, I try to think about it every now and then I think about like, imagine like being like, like a kid and like having this much access. Yeah. Like kind of makes me nuts because like, I would go to the video store and I would pine for hours over over like what I should see and like look at like the the same 50 boxes on the wall and yeah. all this stuff. And now like there are times where I'm like, ah, there's nothing to watch. And I kind of have to kick myself. I'm like, young Ryan is pissed. He's like, dude, if you would have had this, like, like maybe like your life would have been fine. Maybe you wouldn't have hated people so much, you know, young, young Ryan and young Jonas are both like, you're an asshole. There's definitely something <laughs> to watch. You're just not, you're fucking lazy. That's what it is. You looked at one app and you were like, there's nothing on Netflix. So I'm going to bed. There's so many other things. <laughs> right. Like exactly. Just like graduated to a different laziness. Like when we were kids, we would wait days for some abstract movie to get returned by the other dork that was in the town. That was just like, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean? No, like, for who, sure. in the, who in the fuck is renting Witchboard 3? You know what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so why are they ruining my life? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really... come back every two days and wait for this movie. And you're like, what, did he steal it? What happened? <laughs> what is going on with this? And really like the, the guys who work at the video store are probably just hiding it from you because, you know, that's what just laughing. They, yeah. they see you come in, you're sweating over some shitty horror movie, and they're just like, it's been in the back the whole time. <laughs> talk, talk, talk about a group of people who, uh, who like, at one point were like, kind of like, you know, like record store employees or like, or like, um, like music shop employees or like gun store guys, you know, like right. kind of like the, like the creme de la creme. Like you walked in there and they were like sort of the gatekeepers of the, the movies. You're like, oh, you're going to rent that shit. Oh, okay. Go back to the burbs, nerd. You know what I mean? Like that you right, kind of felt yeah. that now, like, sorry, like you're all gone. You know what I mean? Like it's just you're, mm-hmm. just, you're just straight up gone. Um, I, you know what? I have a feeling that's actually how I ended up renting shit like Faces of Death because I would go in there and I would want a certain movie and I'd be like, well, that's not here, so I'm going to get this thing that has a giant parental advisory sticker on it because right. I'm going to try to be a rebel. <laughs> and then I take it home and I watch it and I was like, this is terrible. Like this is what did I do? <laughs> why? Why? Why am I? Why am I like this? Yeah, that head is made of that head is made of foam. It's not real. Like, even as a kid, I was just like, there's nothing about that. What are you talking about? And they would eat monkey brains, and I would be like, I don't like this movie anymore. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so streaming is, like, really, like, I mean, streaming is really, uh, has really changed so much for us, you know? Like, it's really, like, 
changed hit, the game. And yeah, it, it really it, did. It really did. Like, and so, and uh, especially like when Shutter came along, because like they've tried to make some horror stuff before and blah blah blah, but it just never was very good. And like getting all those rights and all that stuff is so hard. You know what I mean? But I think when they went into Shutter, they really went with the right idea. They kind of went for like proper horror like like horror nerd horror you know what i mean they like they right. really they really knew who the target audience was and um here's you know, the other thing with Sh- here's the thing with shutter they started they started very small and a lot of people gave them shit in the beginning because they were small and they didn't have this big library they they had like they were very cherry picked as far as what they had and they built slowly like they're right. still relatively small. I mean, they're still very much a niche thing because they're, you know, horror only. But like we're gonna get into the stuff that they've just dropped in this last couple of weeks. And it's stuff that hasn't been available to people for a long time on streaming specifically. And there's even some stuff that you couldn't even get on like, you know, physical media um a while back. Like, you know, Scream Factory has done a lot of cool stuff for physical media, but it's like a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about. It's just stuff that is, uh, it's refreshing to see it back and you get to see a new group of people see some of these movies that are just, they're awesome. Um, so I'm excited for it. And I think that that's like, you know, I think that that's like kind of the, the, the having access is like, you know, I'm a punk rock kid. So we've loved lack of access. You know what I mean? Like, sure, we, lo- of we loved because then it made it sp- special. You know what I mean? Like the people who put in the work. We have like a boomer mentality. Well, you know, if right. you, don't, you, you know, if you don't work for your punk bands, you know, you kind of, <laughs> you kind of don't deserve them. You know what I mean? You know, like, right. um, um, well, you haven't read every episode or every issue of like some random zine from like some place. That's the only place that I find my punk seven inches. You know, and um, right, it's like a magazine that you can only get from like one skate shop in each <laughs> exactly. town. It's just like fucking <laughs> <Right>. dick. <laughs> I, uh, I only watch horror movies on Theta, um, you know, something like that. Wow, you got you got sirens going on there. Yeah, dude. I just it was so funny. If, if anybody hears this and heard just a break in the sirens, I was like, I muted my <laughs> muted my mic, and I was like, it's so, like they better be dead. Like that's annoying. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right? I mean, that is like right outside your window. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah, streaming's been crazy. Uh, shutters going off. Like, uh, what are you seeing out there that you like? So, like, I was looking at Shutter right now because I was, you know, we always do our recommendations and stuff. And I think this one, um, this works for this episode because it's pretty much all going to be recommendations. Um, But the first one I want to talk about is one that actually you haven't seen, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's something you do need to see. And it's something that I think one of the reasons you haven't seen it is because it has not been available fucking anywhere. Like, you couldn't torrent this if you were that kind of person. You couldn't find it anywhere. There's no digital copies of it. You had to get a DVD of it, like way back when those were in print, or you had to get the Screen Factory Blu-ray collector's edition thing um, that also only had a limited run. But it's a slasher movie from 2000 that came out during the height of the whole Scream. I know what you did last summer, like that type of stuff. Um, It's called Cherry Falls. And it's a movie that when it came out, the reason that it was so hard to find is because when the movie came out, it got a bunch of flack because the whole concept behind the movie is that it's a bunch of high school 
um, a bunch of high school kids, and it actually takes place mostly in their high school and in this fictional town of Cherry Falls. They're all getting targeted by a slasher who's only killing virgins. So they essentially have to hook up with each other in order to prevent being killed. So you've got like 17, 18 year olds and stuff like that who are basically having a, you know, gangbang throughout most of the movie, but you know, they're not showing it. Speaking of euphoria. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They're not showing it, but like, you know, what's happening. And like, there's a couple of times in the, in the movie where you'll see like a pile of high schoolers, like all fucking each other, but like, it's like that R rated sex. So like most of them are still wearing boxers you know, like, they're experienced enough to do the whole, like, slide it to the side and just get it through your boxers technique. Come on. But still, right. <laughs> like, they're doing that whole thing, you know. Um, and also, like, it's got, like, this, it's got a, like, comedic undertone to it. And the kills are good kills. They're not, like, you know, they're not um, cutting corners on that. And then the killer, who I won't tell you who it is, but the killer is a cool surprise. Um, and it has to do with LGBTQ um <laughs> you know, stuff as well. So it's also another movie that kind of comes to today's society and has a whole different thing. It's also one of Brittany Murphy's um, bigger roles. She's the final girl in the movie. So she does very good in that role too. Um, It's a shame that she, you know, is no longer here. She was a fantastic actress, but in Cherry Falls, she plays the final girl. And it was kind of one of those things where it was like, fuck man, she could have had a big career ahead of her in that role. Um, you know, if she was still here. Um, But yeah, Cherry Falls is on Shudder, and I think it actually just came out, um, I want to say it came out, like, either on Valentine's Day or the week before. Because Shudder usually does their releases weekly. So this one might have come, it was either this week or it was the week before Valentine's Day. But um, yeah, it's a fantastic movie for that 2000s era slasher. Um, Definitely one that I could not, recommend enough for people to go out and check out now that they actually have the ability to go see it yeah i think it's uh i, I think i've always wanted to see it because i've heard about it and people have talked about it uh, who, who isn't there a comedian in that uh yeah jay moore is in it he's actually one of the uh teachers he's one of the teachers in the movie and he is uh yeah he's actually in quite a bit of the movie no no, uh, no, no I, I asked if there was a comedian in it yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's acting he's acting other people's parts, but he's oh, in the movie. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Is he is he doing Bert Kreischer's part in that movie? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, just tearing his shirt off and telling really funny stories that are not credited not, to him. But, you know, really <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, he's he's supposed to he's a comedian that's always kind of like uh, uh, weirded me out of who's who's a Jay Moore fan. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, like. Uh, him and uh, Jim Brewer. I just don't. Uh, I just don't really. I'm not like I know. Like maybe I shouldn't talk shit on comedians or whatever. But like I just don't get it. I'm like who are they? Like why? Who are the, who are their fans? I've never heard anybody say to me, you know what? Have you ever checked out that Jay Moore special? Like yeah, I've missed that. That's not something that's ever come up in conversation. I mean, maybe it has, and I just immediately walked away. But I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think it's ever come up in conversation. <laughs> and like and uh, and like you got to say that like. Uh, a Joe Rogan um, should call up Jay Moore and say, "Hey, you know all those n words that you've dropped in the past. Um, maybe because he he throws it around like it's like like it's uh, nothing." So uh, he's an interesting guy. Interesting guy. Anyway, yep. so yeah, so so Jay Moore is in the movie. Um, 
that's uh that's cool um yeah and like i said it came out in 2000 so it's got the 2000 look and vibe to it and Brittany sure. Brittany murphy the reason that she's the main character is because she's the virgin that gets made fun of for being a virgin mm-hmm. and then when they find out that this slasher is killing just virgins they're like oh shit she's the one like you know she's <laughs> the they're like, all right, well, who's going to pop her cherry? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, you know? <laughs> oh Cherry Falls. I get it. I get it. Um, yep. Now you uh, see the title. Now <laughs> I see the title. Um, Brittany Murphy's rad, though. Um, it is really sad that she's, um, um, you know, like life is sucking. You're, that life is sucks like that, that like somebody, we lose somebody like her. You're like, why her? You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, yeah, yeah. I watched the I watched the, the the Joker. I can't remember the name of the Batman movies. Uh, um, they're all kind of the same. So like the the one with the Joker. I watched that one this weekend, and I was like watching Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, Dark Knight. And I was you know like I'm looking at Heath Ledger doing that role, and it's just like it's still amazing. After like, and I actually think it's actually like oddly better now. And I'm yeah. like like how how like how is um he's still so good in that role. Like, how is it still, like, the things he says so, so, like, it's written so well, it's acted so well, like, like, um... It's like, an untouchable he, performance. Like, it really is an untouchable performance when it comes to just how he did it. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite Joker, but his version of that character is untouchable. You can't, yeah. you can't do it. It's, it's so good. It's really like, um, and you know, it's uh, it just shows you like because like when he got the role, everybody was like, okay. like you know what I mean? Like, why are they giving the Joker to this like you know pretty boy? You know what I mean? Like that guy's way too good looking to be the Joker. You know what I mean? Like, and then you see this movie and you're like, oh holy shit! Why has anybody else ever been the Joker? You know what right. I mean? And, and it's like, and then you take somebody like, you know, Jared Leto, who I have my complaints against, but, you know, has had, sure. ad, has had admirable roles and has been good in the things that he does. And then he takes on the Joker and it just looks dumb. You know what I mean? And it just looks you like. Know, and I, I felt bad for him, too, because his so his version of the Joker is a real version of the Joker in the comic books. Like, it's sure. not like he just made up this weird fucking thing that had all the face tattoos and shit. He was right. a real Joker character. Oh, for sure. But also, he was only on the screen for like five minutes and yeah. he had so much of his part cut out that it was like it didn't even have a chance. Like, yeah, but, the, but the whole like. I'm sorry though. He doesn't land his lines, and it it just doesn't. It's just not convincing. Like the whole like, I can ask anybody to live for me, but will you? Or to die for me, but will you live for me? And all that stuff. Like it's just like I just don't think he just didn't like. I just don't know if he just had that like kind of like psychotic, like fucking gravity that you need for something like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I think just, I think he did. I think he did, and he proved it during the scene that was in the trailer for the movie when he says, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad. And that when he, the way he delivers that line and the way he uses his facial expression, which by the way, he's doing his facial expressions without any fucking eyebrows, right. which is another thing uh, in and of itself. But he's doing that in like the way that he's doing it in like a play, playfully torturing way. Like he definitely did have that part of the character in him, but again, he was so castrated as far as like how much time was he was on screen that you get these little nuggets of a, of a multi-layered character, 
And if they don't all land perfectly, the whole thing looks like shit, which really sucks because again, you know, you have no chance if you don't deliver every single one of those things, or if the parts that they decided to put into the movie, you know, aren't all perfect, it's going to look terrible because you're only in there for five minutes. Uh, Speaking of pieces of shit, um, uh, they uh, on Shutter they've dropped the uh, Tales from the Crypt movies, which is cool. They dropped both uh, Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood, starring piece of shit Dennis Miller. So yeah, um, so, you know, I guess we're gonna go. We're gonna talk about all the. the, the is Nick Apollo in any of these? Like, where where can we go? <laughs> where can we? No, go you know what? I think there's actually too many black people in those movies for <laughs> Nick Apollo to actually um, star in them. So exactly. I think he would exactly. I don't even think he would walk on set. I think he would actually just not. <laughs> like, like Dennis Miller, like, you know, like, hey, should have never acted. Can we just be like, like, he was like, no, a he's writer. not a good, he's not an actor. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, but he ended up in a few films and Bordello Blood is one of them. Um, it's not a bad film. It's a, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a Tales from the Crypt outing, which I, I mean, uh, Demon Knight's fantastic, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, man, the- if you haven't, se- if you haven't seen Demon Knight, oh, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really like a, uh, it's really a, um, it, it's really a, a masterpiece. Um, Demon Knight, it's just like we've talked about it on other episodes. I, I can't remember what which episode did we talk about it on. I can't remember. I, um, I think it's come up a couple of times, but it's. I mean, rightfully so. It's it's a fucking amazing horror movie for what it is. Like, it takes itself just seriously enough, and it has the comedy. It's got Jada Pinkett Smith. It's got mm-hmm. Billy Zane. It's got Billy Zane being the best Billy Zane that's ever Billy Zane in the world. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. You know, I kind of want a but Billy. I kind of want a Billy Zane around me. You know what I mean? Like, I want a Billy Zane like hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, I would, I would, I would love to have a Billy Zane friend that just like mm-hmm. really like hams it up on whatever he's doing. Yeah, so that would be a fun, fun friend. <laughs> and is like, and is like terrifying. You know what I mean? Like, uh, absolutely. Like, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like this being in gonna... a room with Billy Zane for too long would eventually make me sweat for no reason. And it would be like, you know, the temperature could be fine. I would just right. have flop sweat after a little bit of time. It would just be like, ah, I don't. Now I'm uncomfortable, but I'm also I still want you around. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> You're like I don't, I don't know why I don't know why I like this, but I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, he um, uh, wasn't was he in? Uh, he's in Dead Calm, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. He, I believe he is. Yeah, and he kind of kills it in that movie. Um, Billy, Billy Zane's one of those actors that like he always kind of had the Nicolas Cage effect in the sense that he's always like really over the top, wild. Like his acting is always turned up to a thousand. Like he doesn't really turn it off, which unfortunately doesn't work a lot of the times, but when it works, man, does it work. And in, in demon night, you could not get a better person to play the, the demon collector. I think he's the collector in that one. Yeah. You couldn't get a better person to play that part than Billy's. No, no, it's true. Uh, Bordello of blood, but Bordello of blood. That one, that one is the Joker card. Yeah, because it's the one. It's the one that most people haven't seen. I, I'm not really entirely sure why we're not getting the Tales from the Crypt show because it's not on HBO Max either, which I kind of find. No, it's a, it's a it's a licensing thing. I actually, so I did actually do some research on that like a while back. It's because there's a there's a likeness right and licensing dispute going on between the original creators of the comic book and the television show. 
And it's kind of like the thing that was going on with Friday the 13th. Right. Like who's the one that gets to have the rights to it and, you yeah. know, that type of thing. So they can't really release them on streaming yet. Like you can still get physical copies of them on Blu-ray and stuff like that, but they can't release them on streaming right now because of, um, because of distribution rights issues, which really sucks because it was a, it was a great show. No, oh, it's, it's like, it's, it, you know, like it kind of, um, I would say like the creep show movies and tales from the crypt and an American werewolf in London, sort of like crafted what I liked about horror. You know what I mean? Like it was like yeah. all comic booky and I've read comic books. So I loved, you know, I love, um, I love that. And, you know, and so like, occasionally I'm like, God, I'd love to watch all these creep shows. You know what I mean? Just like, just for the Crypt Keeper, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. And there, you know, it's interesting about Bordello of Blood because that movie came out in 1996 and I remember seeing it right about when it came out. Mm-hmm. And 1996 for me was, I was 14 years old, 14, 15 years old. So I was like just hitting puberty. I was just like, you know, thinking that, thinking that women were hot and like, you know, all the things and like Angie Everhart, man, did I have a thing for Angie Everhart? And then I saw that movie. I did not have a thing for Angie Everhart anymore. <laughs> like, and that did not take long. It was like the opening scene of the movie. And I was just like, Nope, don't want to masturbate to that ever in my life. Holy shit. <laughs> like, you're like, no, I'm good. This is, uh, you know, this is, um, um, this is enough this is enough the opening like the opening scene she like she rips somebody's heart out and Mm -hmm. then takes just a giant bite out of it and that was this is something i will give bordello but of blood credit where credits due on it the visual effects in that movie are fantastic like because it's all practical effects Mm -hmm. it's very similar to demon knight in that sense but the the visual effects of this one are cool because they're vampires but they're also like some like crazy demonic like mutated form of vampires so they do shit that like vampires don't generally do like of course they bite people but then they also have like giant tongues that go down people's throats and like pop out their fucking organs and stuff and it's right. it's super gory like super super gory and like also you know it's got the tales from the crypt like dark humor and stuff too mm-hmm. um but yeah it is gross like in the best way because it's all practical effects. In fact, who the fuck did the effects in that movie? Okay. I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna look that up right now. Right now, fucking just do it, man. Um, <laughs> some, some, <laughs> um, some other good, uh, some other good releases is that uh, Shutter has all the uh, Frankenstein's, um, and um, I love them. Like I watched, uh, I watched Frankenstein and Bride, and um, God, they're still so good. Oh, looks, yeah, absolutely. They, they look so good and they're so crisp and like there's just like a nice like clarity in them like um you know that, that's just kind of like it's just beautiful like it's like i mean i like washed out 70s look as much as anybody you know what i mean like i love like like you know texas chainsaw massacre and this and that Ooh, speaking of which yeah um but um uh but but boy those those that era the universal monster era is the, man those movies are so good you know, it's like yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. The Universal films are um, the Universal monster movies are also again kind of untouchable. They're one of those ones that you uh, they're one of the ones that if you haven't seen them just for whatever reason, like if you think that you're not going to like older horror films or whatever, like pull, you know pull your big boy pants up and go watch the movies because you're going to like them. You're probably 
you're very very likely going to like them. Um, let's see. We got Robert Comer. We got um, Thomas Bellissimo. Like it looks like there's actually a big Italian crew uh, in this one. There's a, yeah, it's interesting because like with the with the effects in Bordello of Blood, I would have expected it to be like a huge name that was doing a lot of the makeup and stuff. Sure. And that's not the case. Like, I mean, there was a lot of people, you know, that have worked on it, but it's not like, it's not any of the heavy hitters. You're not seeing like Tom Savini in this one. You're not seeing like any of those, um, which I think is even cooler because this movie had a micro budget. All things considered, it was only a two, $2.5 million budget. Yeah. And what they pulled off, it was fucking insane. Um, yeah. But also speaking of series, the, uh, the other thing that dropped on Shutter was the Tales from the Hood movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both yeah. of those. Oh, that first one is just so good. It's just like it's such a that last one with Crazy K. That last and he goes, he goes down to hell and he sees that the white supremacist and it's like it's just done so well. It's so effective. I saw that shit when it came out and I was like, this is, this is the best thing ever. Like, it's just, uh, um, they really nailed it. Uh, two is fine. Um, uh, should we talk about three or should we just go? Nah. No, you know what? I, I will only say the one thing about three that is the redeeming quality is that Tony Todd is in it and he does mm-hmm. great because he's Tony Todd. Um, but aside from that, yeah, it was totally a cash in, but part two, man, you know, it's unfortunately because you can't really replace Clarence Williams the third. But, no, but Keith David does a great job. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. For what he was, for what, for the shoes that he had to fill, um, you know, oh, I'm gonna say, oh that. yes, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> Clarence Williams was incredible. Yeah, he, was, he really. He was he, like in most of the things that he did, he was just amazing. And then, like, man, tales from the tales from the hood. I think also was a lot of like a lot of people, especially horror fans was like their first foray into urban horror you know sure. because it's one of the first movies i mean aside from obviously you go back to black exploitation horror and stuff like that that's different but i mean as far as like a full mainstream like exposed to a lot more people type of thing tales from the hood was the first one for a lot of people especially in that age group you know coming out in like 94 and 95 you're talking you know you're talking a lot of like teenagers and stuff during that time that's seeing their first their first slice of urban horror and it's fucking great like if that's if that's your intro into urban horror you've done good like that's a perfect intro to it well and it touched bases it touches base on so many like uh so many great subjects that were particularly like uh popular and like hip-hop and stuff at the time just about and, and, and still problems uh ur- quote-unquote urban urbanism the urban youths the urban you know we can just say black people right um right. like you right. know um, um i only called it urban horror just so we're clear i only <laughs> called it that because that's an actual subgenre. I know, I know, but it's but it's it's one of my favorite. Like I didn't, I'm not saying it about you. I'm just saying it in general. We always like no, no. It's funny. It's same thing with comedy when they're like, oh well, we're going to the urban circuit. It's like it's all right. You're playing a black room. Like yeah, it's all right. It's like, it's, like, it's cool. Like black people exist. Yeah. Like they're they're, yeah. they're, 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 yeah, they're people. They're human beings. So, well, yeah. Congratulations. You're about to go eat your own ass on stage <laughs> because you've never played a room like this. Have fun. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. We had a very urban crowd when I was at uh, Tiny Cupboard, and uh, you know, they, uh, 
uh, they don't necessarily love me either. Um, but uh, <laughs> if, you know, it's really funny. This is this is a completely like inside baseball thing that has <laughs> nothing to do with horror. But when it comes to comedy, if you're a comic, especially if you're a white dude, and you've never if you've never stepped foot into a black room, do it, and then do it so many more times after that because the first time that you do it, you're fucked. You're not, you're, you have no idea what you're walking into because black crowds, they love you as strong as they hate you. (laughs) And, and like when you, when you bomb in a black room, you don't want to do comedy anymore. Like it's, it's one of those things, Yeah. but like, and like, and this is the other thing, a black audience will not tell you that you suck. They will not say anything. They will, they will fucking let you sit there on stage in the silence and feel every second of that shitty joke that you just made. But then on the other hand of it, if you go up there and you kill, you're going to have one of the audience members stand up from their chair, stomp around it, clap, and repeat your punchline to you, which is like the gold medal of a black room. Like, if you pull that off, you are you're skating pretty like they love you <laughs> um you know but, and i think you have to you have to say like um just in general coast to coast comedy is different not even just like you know what i mean because 100 you know, percent. um you know um but like uh my 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 west coast ass um i i i didn't bomb that entire set though right i did not good. at all no. I, I i ended strong it was just you know uh, a little of the shit to begin with was uh, you know a little bumpy. So um, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, so it takes I, a little bit to get get it going sometimes. Especially you know what? If you're so, not used to the different energies. Sometimes if it's a little bumpy at first and you end good, sometimes it's better than just being good the whole time because you had to figure some shit out. You know what I mean? You had to you had to you had to dig yourself out of a hole. And I'll always say that's uh, one of the best things you can do is stand up comedy. At least I tell myself that. You know what I mean? So right. Uh, if you can dig yourself out of a hole, you're doing okay. You know what I mean? Because that's like that's the at least you. At least, you, at least you got a shovel, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Tony Todd is is in it, and he's great. I hope we can get him on the show someday. Um, yeah, you know, to, I will tell you this: Tony Todd has reacted to stuff that I've posted online about him. He's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's responded in his own way and stuff like that, and he's awesome. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge Tony. We're all huge Tony Todd fans. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we would love to talk to him someday. Just because of everything that he's done with horror, but also like he's a cat guy, like he saves cats and like mm-hmm. adopts and fosters and he's big into local art and like he supports, you know, local artists and stuff like that. Like he's, he's dope. Like yeah. outside of just being the coolest like horror dude there is like as a person, Tony Todd fucking rules. So yeah, we would love to talk to Tony Todd any day of the week. Yeah. Like, um, I'd love for him to like adopt me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> I think you have to be a cat based off of what I've seen. Like, <laughs> be like, this cat shits way bigger than other cats. I don't know what I've gotten. <laughs> I was looking at the Tales from the Hood cast here, like, just because yeah. I, you know, I had to remember it. And man, there's so many people in here that are just some of the best people. Like, you've got David Allen Greer, you've got Clarence Williams III, yeah. you've got you got the dentist Corbin Burnson, you know, mm-hmm. got him yep. working with Brian Usna. You got Joe Torrey. Uh, you got, there's so many people in here. Like, and it's just, it's such a crazy thing. Um, I th- honestly, I think there's a lot of people that haven't even seen Tales from the Hood and they should. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so so many. Uh, any other good things coming out on Shutter? You seen? Um, so we got Cherry Falls, we got Tales from the Hood, we got the Demon Knight thing. Uh, we got one of my favorite body horrors that's come out uh, relatively um, recently. Um, it's one that I've recommended before, but it just dropped in that spring. Mm-hmm. Which that one's crazy. That's about a guy that goes through a breakup and then he uh, goes on a vacation to Italy and he falls in love with a mysterious young woman who uh, turns out to be not quite human. Um, some of the coolest like body horror effects that I've seen. Um, so that one was on there. Um, Valentine. Valentine was also a slasher that came out uh, in 2001. And it is, it came out a lot around the same time as like Urban Legend. And I want to say Scream 3 is about when that one came out. Um, and then also, I still know what you did last summer. So it's still all within that, that like interesting like late nineties to early two thousands slasher subgenre um, time period. And Valentine, it's got David Boreanaz from uh, Buffy and Supernatural or Buffy and Angel and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's funny. I used to talk shit about Boreanaz. I still do. I still stick by what I've said before, but he's very good in this movie. Um, Denise oh. Richards is in that. Yeah. Boreanaz is great. Like, I mean, he's fine. I hear he's a dick to work with, but like he, but he, but he's, uh, he's Boreanaz, you know what I mean? He's, uh, he's, yeah, I mean, he's fine. You know, yeah, he's, he's fine. That's really what it is. He's, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, I mean, he's Angel. Not like I have to love him. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, of course. And he was like Angel, Angel. Like he was like Angel. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like, oh, it was just some guy playing Angel. Like he was Angel. You know what I mean? And so like it's, and, and, Angel's such a like a crucial part of the the Buffy's. hundred percent, yeah. So like you know what I mean? Now, like, I have to mention something here. This is kind of a this is, I, I don't know. I guess this is a gripe with Shutter. I guess mm-hmm. I could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking through these and I'm seeing what movies are on here. And Valentine is on here, and it's a great movie. Like I was telling you, it's a good, really solid, serviceable slasher. Um, here's the story or like the little blurb that they gave Valentine to get people to watch it. Um, just a, You need to brace yourself because this is a lot of information. Um, okay. it's, a little, it's a little confusing. Uh, adolescent indiscretions return to haunt four friends who are now young adults. That's fucking it. That's all they put. <laughs> That's all wow. they put. For the, <laughs> that is all they put for the storyline of Valentine. And that... That is a fucking bummer because there's actually a full blown storyline that has to do with that movie, and wow. it's it's barely actually the one sentence that they decided to put on there. Um, yeah, I, adolescent I, I, indiscretions return to haunt four friends who are now young adults. That is the most descriptive thing that has nothing to do with the storyline ever that I have seen. That is just literally pointing at it and being like, that's what those people are. Right. Right. Exactly. That's what is, that is what's happening. Wow. Um, And also there's five people, not even four. There's people on the fucking graphic that's on the movie. That's four. They didn't even count it right. What the fuck? Now I'm now I'm actually like at first I was like ah oh, now I'm angry that's that's so lazy <laughs> holy shit you should call them um 
You have I actually have their I have their PR contact for us. Like, <laughs> really? Come on. Like one sentence and you didn't even get the number of people like, right. Come on. Why don't you just let me write it? Um I could have done that with my eyes closed and it would have sure. been a better description of what I just saw. Also, there's a shitty movie out there that I think a lot of people love. Um that's uh Queen of the Damned. That one also just dropped. Yeah, it's actually it's a good movie. It's 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 fun to watch, and it's a little weird to watch her die because she dies like right afterwards. But like, um, I think she actually did, she was dead before the movie was even released. Um, yeah, it was uh, kind of like the crow in that sense, right? Exactly. Um, um, but uh, Queen of the Dam is not a good movie, but it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah. It's it's really um, it's really like it's uh, you, you're no it's it's like a lot of those movies where you're not like where you're kind of like uh, like is this good is it not good is it like um, is it just like it's like Underworld I feel like when I watch Underworld oh, yeah you, that, that I'm just like kind of like it's just like a movie to just sort of like take in and like it, it, good or bad at that point sort of just floats away. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's that's just fun. Like, that's really true. Actually, that's a good description. Yeah, but it very just, much is like underworld. Yeah, and you just don't have to like you just don't even have to worry about it anymore. You can just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch this show. You know, underworld is one of those weird movies that when it comes on, like whenever a new one comes out, like a new sequel to Underworld comes out, because they're at like six or something like that now, <laughs> right? I like I'm never disappointed, but I'm always surprised, and I'm always kind of like, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna watch this new Underworld movie. Like, I don't, there's nothing that really draws me to it. It's just like these are barely werewolves, but fuck it, I'm gonna watch this movie. I kind of, I kind of feel like it's. I mean, it's gonna be a weird comparison, but like, I kind of like it's. They're kind of like the like paranormal activity movies to me. Like, sure. You know what? Like, I love Mexican. I did, but you know, honestly, they it could, was good. Like, you know what? Like, even like the paranormal activities, I don't like. Like five, you know what I mean? Like, I like the right. Mark ones. I think Mark ones is great. And everything like that, but I'll still like watch it, and like I don't mind watching it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you, I just let that shit play, and I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I don't even sometimes. No, none of them know. are aggressive. None of them are aggressively bad. No, and it's just like it's just like spooky haunted shit, and like uh, a spooky mental haunted house, like Whitney Whitney Cummings uh, was talking about. Um, but like yeah. they're um, um, sorry, um, that was that was really hilarious, uh, hilarious. Uh, <laughs> this is a situation that uh, for stand up comics uh, that we're bringing people through a spooky mental haunted house. Um, but like, but it's yeah. just like it's um, it's uh, I don't know. They're just like paranormal activities. They're just like underworlds. It's like you know what? Like like people will be like feel like so strongly about them. Like I hate those movies. And like I'm like, how can you hate this? Like what's hateable about it? Like it's just like right. it's just a freaking movie with like ghosts. You know what I mean? Like it's like I like yeah. And the underworlds are just like an MTV music video of vampires and werewolves fighting, and it's just like, all right, I'll fucking I'll watch that. Like some, it's just some action shit. They they stick in a plot to like to make them fight more. You know what I mean? Like, right. and I just kind of just don't even care. You know what I mean? And it's just like it looks cool. It's still horror. And I, I'm gonna say this, and I get crucified for this, but I almost feel the same way about Twilight. Like, I kind of just, like, don't even care. Like, it's just, like, everybody hates Twilight. I know it. Like, everybody, like, rolls their eyes when I say that. But 
I like all horror and like, you know, like if I was a younger person, like, if like, like who their target demographic is, I would probably, you know, it's just fucking horror. It's just fucking like, sure. You know, sometimes it's love stories. Sometimes, you know, Dracula was always a love story. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's, it's always, it's always like, it's a little bit of that always, you know what I mean? And so sometimes they're going to, or like, you know, Underworld's like the action built on the action. It's horror on the action foundation. It's uh, right. it's you know what I mean. Like it's just like I don't know. Like I get into this thing where it's like people feel really strongly about these. And there's movies I don't like because the, like you know, like the Rob Zombie movies and stuff like that because I just don't even think that they're like 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 what he's even trying to do even like is good. You know what I mean? You know and, I will uh, I will say this. We've talked a lot of shit about Rob Zombie and we will continue to because he's deserved of it. Um, but even I will say that there are certain movies that he's made where I found things that I've enjoyed in certain movies that he's made. Like 31, I don't think is a good movie, but I do think that there's some characters in there that I absolutely fucking love. And there's some performances in there that I think are fantastic. And again, it's like Rob Zombie is a filmmaker, strong dislike, zero out of 10, do not recommend. But he has some characters in his movies um, that thank God are not played by his wife uh, that are good characters. Like uh, what's his face? Richard Brake. He plays basically 31's version of the Joker called Doomhead, And he is fucking terrifying. Like he plays that part. Amazing. And he absolutely terrifying in a movie that happens to be a piece of shit. But you know, I can still find an enjoyable part of that. There's a lot of, like, I won't even touch Rob Zombie's Halloween movies, but I'll give credit where credit's due. Sometimes there is an enjoyable part in an otherwise absolutely awful film. The Underworld movies are not that. They're just, they're popcorn fodder. Like Yeah, exactly. They're, they're just popcorn like, horror. Like, right, like, Paranormal Activity is straight up, like, date horror. You know what I mean? Right. Like, let's just go see kind of let's just go see a spooky movie and like, and and I killed a couple jump scares and a couple like, and it's just like, I don't know. It's just like a haunted house. Like I can watch a lot of haunted house shit. You know what I mean? Like, and like, I don't know what horror anybody's watching. That's like so much better. I think that's, that's like, it's like, it's like when people are like shitting on like the new Halloween movie, I'm like, what Halloween movies have you seen? Like, 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 because I'm I'm, going to say, like it, it's the same thing with the upcoming like Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, series. It's like people are like, well, this and that, and like um, th- they're going to retcon it and all this stuff. I'm like, um, have you seen all the Texas? Like, watch the te- like I watched all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies back to back, and I've talked about mm-hmm. this on the show before. And um, it became like a chore. It became like a job. Sure. Like it like I, like yeah. a job I wanted to go home from. But I became right. determined, determined to watch them all. To, I mean, and, and I bring and I say this in all seriousness. By the time I got to the like the reboots and the remakes, I was actually happy. And it's like, and you know, listen, I've seen three and four, and I've seen those so many times and everything. But like watching them all in a row, you're like, these movies aren't good. And I don't, no. I don't, I don't really understand like how you can come off of one. And then two, and I love two, but sometimes I blame it for the rest of it because it kind of just got silly and, and sort of like, you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like, I love two, but like, but breaking off of two and not off of one was a real mistake, you know? And right. like, and uh, cause two, two was like lightning in a bottle. It's like when they remade Point Break. Listen, we all loved Point Break when we saw it, but like, we don't <laughs> like, none of us was like, you know, this is a story that needs to be told again and again and again. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, like right. nobody, nobody ever said that. So like, so like when you get down to like you, you, this thing is, it's, it's just like, like we don't need it anymore, you know? And um, um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to go off on a tangent. Well, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. First off, they are retconning the other sequels, but it like anybody that's getting real precious about that is weird because first off, the second one is really the only one that's, I guess, kind of within the same storyline of the first one like mm-hmm. and it's not even that like they're almost almost all of the texas chainsaw massacre movies are their own separate thing already right. like so there's not much to retcon anyway because like the the family names change the storylines change the timelines change all these things are not um don't sync up to be one fluid thing Whereas, like, with the Halloween movies, retconning the sequels, that kind of actually did make sense to, like, to retcon those because they had almost, like, three different storylines that were within, like, it was almost, yeah. like, three different trilogies, I guess right. is the best way to put it. Sure. Whereas, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, shit's just going everywhere. Like, yeah. the new generation or the next generation or whatever it's called has nothing to do with anything else. Part two is a completely separate type of a movie than the first one. Right. Then part three is kind of connected to part one, but not really connected to part two. And then when you start getting into the reboots and then like this manufactured like origin story with Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, like they're, they're all wildly different. So when you have this new one coming out, which by the way, it's coming out on Friday, when you have that one coming out where they erase everything else and say, this one is just happening directly from the first one and you have old man Leatherface, I'm at least intrigued, you know? Right. I mean, I think that it's like, listen, like retconning, like you're not taking anything away. Like there's no, like, there's no, like, like retconning is like, like, like it's an invention it's not real like we had we've had it's a story it's a storyline device that's it it's it's 35 years or whatever of the freaking texas chainsaw massacre storyline the way it is like like coming back and like telling it from a different angle or starting excuse me at a different point is like it's not going to be like nothing's changed you know what i mean and like and the whole thing is it's like nothing like if it didn't bother you like if if the the lack of continuity didn't bother you in the in the Friday of the Thirteenth movies and the lack right. of continuity in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies didn't if that didn't bother you why is retconning it bothering you bothering you yeah why yeah. did you know why did Jamie Lee Curtis go from the babysitter to the sister like that didn't bother you you know what I mean and like and I don't even care about that shit. You know what I mean? People are like, oh, well, yeah, it doesn't make any sense of how, how the, the, the Friday the 13th movie is like the timeline. And I'm like, dude, like, if you give a shit about that, you are missing the fucking point on Friday the 13th. Like, like none of that, yeah. none of that shit even fucking matters at all. In fact, to me, that's part of its charm is that it's like, it just doesn't care. It's just like, okay, yeah, well, now they're here. And now he's just going to start killing him here. You know what I mean? Like, so no, people are like, how did the boat get from Crystal Lake to Manhattan? Who gives a fuck? How did, you know what I mean? Like, how did, like, like, that's not the point. The point. You know what happens? You know what happens when you try to stick too hard to the storyline and too hard to the timeline? You get saw. 
And we right. saw what fucking happened with that. Like, you took an ingenious, like, concept in the first movie. And then the second movie was still pretty fucking good for what it was. And then shit went crazy. And it was because they had to tie up so many loose ends and connect this to that and make sure the storyline was this and that. And it just did not fucking work. Because you couldn't, like, they didn't take any liberties with, like, you know, working around the storyline. And so they had to plug things in that didn't fit and was weird. And they had to create this whole, like, twisted up, like, storyline to try to loop it back to the beginning. And it was just shit at the end of it, unfortunately, because it ruined something that was brilliant in the beginning in its simplicity, you know. And, and like, if they would have just said, fuck it, I'm not going to work on that. I'm going to take it off a little bit to the side and try to have fun with it. You get like the movie Jigsaw, which was a little bit attached to it, but it was actually a decently fun Saw movie. And it wasn't really connected to the rest of them. Just it was only a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit connected to it. It had nothing to do with all the other like stuff that they tried to twist up and make work. I, I, I totally agree. It's like, and like the point, like, all those movies, you have to consider those those movies kind of standalone. They're like comic books. They're yeah. like they're like standalone with the character that you know. You know what I mean? Like it's like okay, like like in this graphic novel, in the Killing Joke, like the Joker dies, and this, you know what I mean? Like you just have to like just take take it all as like a bunch of different stories, and like and you know what I mean? And like and also like recognize it that like some of these plot device, like some of them, like they're like okay, we need to get Jason in Manhattan. How do we do that? You know what I mean? Right. And, it's, and it's like, so like, so like, okay, because Jason's like pretty much stuck someplace. And like, so unless he gets like, so like, what are you going to do? Have him stuck in a car? You know what I mean? Get like, right. But like put in a box and sent to New York. I mean, to be studied or that's all convoluted. Like you start him in the fucking place. You got on a boat. There's a fucking boat to bed at. And I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, also, we didn't have good enough green screen technology to make that actually work when Jason Takes Manhattan came out. So, yeah, of course, they had to do some weird shit. Like, yeah, I guess we're going to take a drunk cruise from uh, fucking New Jersey to, you know, Crystal Lake, New Jersey to Manhattan through a river somehow. Sure. Fuck it. Why not? Like, just do what you got to do to make point A lead to point B. Yeah, I mean, it's just like um, it's uh it's not a, uh, it's not like, it's just, it's right. All of it's just the fucking vehicle to get Jason killing people in different places. And you know what I mean? Right. And like, and to make stories go good, you know what I mean? And like, and the other part, the other thing about like, especially like the Jason movies is like, it's all different directors and all their directors wanted to put like their own like little stamp on it. And like, you know what I mean? And it's like, and you do this and do that. And it's just like, Okay, like it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just fucking it's just fucking Friday the thirteenth. Like quit overthinking this stuff. Quit overthinking paranormal activity. It's the same thing. The continuity and and in paranormal activity, the whole storyline with the witches and Toby and all that is is a little like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like and so like who cares? Like there's a cool fucking sheet monster and stuff like that that's what i'm watching it for i'm not watching this is this is the exact thing that scream the new scream movie was talking about with horror fandom being toxic it's people like that it's people that are getting too fucking precious about about their horror and not just enjoying it like just sit down and enjoy a horror film you don't need to be this like you know overly 
like nitpicky, like aggressive, shitty horror fan. Like you right. don't need to be that person. Just watch the movie for what it is and enjoy it. And I think, you know, um, I think you'll, you'll enjoy shit more. Like you really will. will. Right. And I think, I know people are worried about this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie because of the fact that Leatherface essentially is 75 years old in this one. Right. And I don't know if you guys saw the trailer, but it looks fun. Like it looks like a fun, like promisingly dark, but with a little bit of a comedic thing to it, a little bit of a comedic undertone. And it's directed from the guy that did the Evil Dead remake and Don't Breathe, Fede right. Alvarez. Right. So like it's in good hands, you know? So we uh, should sit back and we should enjoy it. It comes out Friday. And I think all of us are going to watch it. And then we're going to have a whole other episode where we have to talk about after we watched it. And maybe we'll have to eat our words. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> we might maybe come back next week and just be like, that was a dog shit movie. <laughs> like, right, that was that. What, what a bad call that is. But um, yeah. but um, no, I think it's going to be it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm probably going to enjoy it because that's the kind of shit I, I think it's going to be fun. I'm legitimately yeah. looking forward to it. Like oh, that's what I'm actually fun. Like I really actually want to see it right now, which means that I think it's going to be at least good. You know, I remember when uh, uh, the Batman movie was coming out as a kid, and uh, and Terminator Two, and I was so excited to see them. Like I like I remember like it was like a month until Terminator Two came out, and I was like, I don't know if I can wait this long. Like I can remember yeah. like specific like the, the fucking like. Like people forget like all that like met- metallic like meltingness and all that was so new and like so high yeah. tech and so like and everything and it just like looks so fucking rad and it delivered it's a great movie but it's uh it's um um I mean I haven't watched it in a while I should watch it again um it it holds up very well of course it does because it's just fucking great and it's like another thing it's like it's just fucking the Terminator like do you want to watch Terminators in a movie or not you know what I mean like do you want them to or do you just want all this to end. You know, like, right. it's like it's Terminator. Like, Terminator is an interesting franchise in that sense too, because even the shitty Terminator movies are still fun to watch because they're you know, they're big popcorn blockbuster action movies and they're fine. And then like it also gives you an appreciation for like the newest one that just came out, the Dark Fate one that had uh, Linda Hamilton coming back and stuff. Right. That was a legitimately good Terminator movie for a sequel. Like that was good you know especially if you look at it across the other ones because the other ones were not good and they were just fun to watch because they were you know big shiny shitty fun action movies and then you know dark fate comes along and it's like oh shit they can actually still make a good terminator movie all right cool yeah it's like they can just like i mean because it's a great story you know what i mean and it's like and it's uh it's a it's just a really good story and it's a really good thing and it's uh and so is uh, Underworld's awesome. Uh, fucking Paranormal Activity's awesome. Uh, um, uh, I even like the Resident Evil movies. The Resident Evil movies were fun for what they were. Oh, I like, fucking I love the first ones too. Hey, she's a badass. And uh, Mia really, Jovovich. Yeah, she, I've just always liked her and everything she's been in. And, she's awesome. She's dope. Um, yeah, from from uh, um, what's the movie with uh, Bruce Willis? Um, oh, Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Yeah, I love it. Ooh, side note for a side note for horror films uh she's also in a fantastic uh underappreciated horror movie called a perfect getaway with her and steve zahn and it's one of uh it's one of chris hemsworth's uh first roles oh i thought i should actually check that out i've always liked her timothy, timothy oliphant's in it too and he mm-hmm. does great yeah it's a fucking good it's a good movie he's a he's an underrated actor um it's uh 
Maybe he's not. Is he underrated? Is he underrated or is he? I would say he's under. I would say he's underrated because he's one of the like he's somebody that consistently turns in good work. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not. I don't think his name is put up high enough in the lists because he pretty much like always does good. So even in Scream Two, for all of its faults, he was a fun killer. Like yeah, totally, totally. Nikki, he was great. You know, yep. Santa Clarita Diet, he was good. Like was he was great, good man. in the cra- he was good in the crazies. Yep. Um, but he's a he's a solid solid actor. Fuck, I love the crazies. Like for some reason, it got like panned or people just didn't love it. But like, I fucking think the crazies was fantastic. Like I just like I just thought that the whole the whole way it played out and like the way they handled it and stuff like that was just cool. And it was like, yeah, I don't know. I thought he did for whatever reason, he's always the lawman or whatever, but like he, um, he really like, um, um, I don't know. He like nailed that part. I even watched a few, a uh, few, a few seasons of that justified show. I had to quit watching it cause it was, it was, it was, it was crap, but like, um, <laughs> right. but he's great in it. And then what's his name is also great in it. Um, um, Oh, what's his name? Who's in? Uh, I, I haven't seen sh- Justified. I haven't seen Justified in oh, so long. So oh, I got it. It's uh, the guy who's in The Shield, and he is Baby Billy in the Righteous Gemstones, and he is. Uh, oh uh, fuck me, uh, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins, and he that dude. Yeah, yeah. That dude's a fucking great actor. You know what I mean? And so, um, so he, he he those two guys made the made Justified like watchable, you know, and. Um, Walton is Goggins that, is uh, he's one of those actors that is for sure underrated because he is so good in everything and, that he does and everything he does. And it's like this subtle greatness. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, I don't know if you watch the shield, but like he is, oh, yeah. he, he is fantastic in the shield. And like, he's just like, uh, um, I don't know. He's just like a, like, uh, I don't know. He's just a bad motherfucker. So yeah, uh, the shield was my introduction to Walton Goggins. And ever since then, I was like, this dude, like this dude is awesome. And uh, and then I just yeah I ended up watching everything that he did and I have I have yet to see him do shitty in a thing like right at all. Um, well, this has been fun. Huh? It has been yeah. This has been do we have any? Do we? This do is, you and this I? This was kind any? of this was kind of like just like you and I chatting. This was it like really this, was, was, this was really just like bullshitting. Yeah, that's bullshitting. Which it's kind of a fun episode to put out. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, yep. it's because uh, because this is really like if if they saw the the, the another goddamn horror podcast thread, um, uh, it's a uh, Graham it's pretty posted, much this. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty this much this. Graham posting art. <laughs> yeah, Graham posting art and bands. Um, yeah. I, I have to say, I skip a lot of the. He's like, "This rips," and you guys are like, "Yeah, this is awesome." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll get to that later if I get to it." Um, you know what I mean? So, but it's like, I'll be like, "Oh, Ooh, the, this... the heel turn from Ryan at the end." <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you guys. You know what I mean? But I'll like, I'll play them. I play like the first like forty. You know what I mean? And at this point, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is. Good. We do have a lot. We do have this, a lot. I will is, say that. <laughs> this is good metal. Okay. Um, this is the thing. Anybody that joins the Patreon and gets onto our fucking onto our message, our, our message thread, or anything like that with our Patreon support supporters, 
when that starts to pop off, I feel like that's what's going to start happening. We're just going to start throwing trailers and fucking music videos and shit at each <laughs> that's, other. That's the way. That's the, We should just do that on the Patreon. Speaking of which, we do have yeah. a Patreon, everybody. Go, uh, check, out our, yeah. go, go check out our Patreon. Um, we have a... You know what? Uh, Graham has the list, so you, there is no shout-outs on this. <laughs> we're so sorry. We're, we're fucking, so sorry. We're bad hosts. <laughs> well, it, well, Graham, yeah, Graham, Graham has the list, and uh, so um, we're gonna, we're gonna. This is this is what I said at the beginning. It's all gonna fucking fall apart because yeah, look at this is fell fell apart. I I had to admit that I don't listen to all the the metal stuff that he posts, and I, now now look at what's happening. You fucking you turned it into a confessional at the end. We don't have the <laughs> Patreon list. God damn it. We're like, we're like, we're like uh, but I just want to say to all the Patreon supporters, uh, we do very much appreciate you. I'm going to post something this weekend. Um, I got a couple of things coming up. We have, um, um, should I tell them about the, that episode that we, that we recorded that's kind of bumpy, but I think I'm going to post it on the Patreon. Should I just go ahead and say what that Oh, yeah, is? absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked to, uh, we talked to uh, a member of Guar. So, um, mm-hmm. and we are going to, it's a short chat about horror and, uh, and guar. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's a little bumpy because of some technical issues, but to be honest with you, I mean, it's fucking, it's technology. That it's kind of technology. shit happens. Yeah. We're, we're interviewing but, people over phones and we're, and we're also know, interviewing a fucking dude from another planet. So you yeah, know what? There's going to exactly. be some shit that gets twisted up. He's a he's a demon from another planet. So um, check it out. Um, you're going to like it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's going to be on our Patreon this weekend. So um, so uh, be prepared. Um, yeah, and um, I don't know. Do you have any more? What, what you, were you going to do? Any recommendations? No, no. I, I mean, that's really what this whole episode is about. So we just did some recommendations. Um, you know, I will say um, one thing that everybody should go check out right now: the Kill Count, uh, the Dead Meat channel on YouTube with James A. Janice. Uh, he's on vacation um, with uh, with his wife right now, and they're basically just taking an extended honeymoon. And the guy that's filling in is uh, their editor, who's great. He's awesome. Uh, but they're doing the entire Tremors series right now. Oh, that's awesome on the, on the Kill Count, which is really fun because, man, what a what a just slapdash bunch of movies that like they vary so wildly in quality. But holy shit, are they all fun! You know, right. so yeah, that that's going on right now over on uh, the Dead Meat channel on YouTube, um, and I recommend everybody check those out because first off, if you haven't been watching the Kill Count on that, um, you should anyway because it rules. But he has the fucking million, like twenty million followers or something like that, or subscribers or something like that. So you guys have probably seen it, but yeah, um, the Tremors ones are great right now. So I would recommend going to see those. Um, I'm going to actually recommend another horror podcast um, out of, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts because I drive a lot for work and I'm going to um, um, suggest uh, Molly Oblivion's podcast. She's super cool. She's on, on all of the, uh, you know, you can find Molly Oblivion on, um, on Instagram, but her podcast is called final girl Friday. Uh, I, I became uh, friends with uh, Molly over TikTok uh, horror stuff. And uh, she, um, cause I'm one of those guys, um, but uh, she, she just says in her, her, uh, her podcast, Final Girl Friday is just really good. I like the way she talks about things. She's really clear. She, um, 
she is like the opposite of us she has like a script and like and is like it has like a crystal clarity to what she's saying and uh it comes across very professional and very good and uh and um and she's just super cool and so uh a big shout out to her and uh in, in support uh of uh, of that podcast so um yeah so if you if you uh wherever you find podcasts uh check out final girl friday she has some cool stuff i mean you know listen to us too but um but if, if you need it, if you're looking for another podcast check it out so hell yeah and, and um you know and uh and if you guys come up with if you guys hear of any good podcasts or you have your own podcast hit us up on social media and like uh we'll give it a listen and i'll give you a shout out um yeah yeah dude we're we all, all about t- we're all about sharing people's content we love doing that um we all do this shit together and you know uh, the tide rises all you know what i mean so um more horror better world that's what i said hell um, yeah I don't know. We got anything else? Are we are we good? Are you want to you want to talk about comedy for a while? You want to talk about? Uh, uh, oh yeah, check out the Brian Simpson uh, um, comedians uh, on uh, Netflix. That guy is. Oh just yeah, a, he's just such a killer. I uh, um, I uh, was on a show with him a few years ago, and uh, up in Portland when right as he was doing that uh, Wu Tang bit that was kind of going around, and he was on. David Spade and all that, uh, doing that. And he's just, uh, he's just a good dude and, um, and a, and a really funny comic. So, uh, um, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to say one last thing that I want to recommend here. And I think it's because it's going to catch people off guard. And since we're not doing the sinister six tonight, because our, our, our astute companion, uh, Graham is not here. Uh, and we also have no guest to do the sinister six. <laughs> um, but I will say something at the end of it when we usually say hereditary or midsummer. Uh, related to Hereditary, uh, Millie Shapiro, uh, the little girl whose head is covered in ants on the side of the road mm-hmm. um, in that movie. Uh, if you guys have not been following uh, following her... Uh, she's a she's total badass. Fucking, dude, she's awesome. She's and no here's the thing. Like, you, you would not... If you haven't been following her, what I'm about to tell you is probably going to blow your fucking mind in the best way. <laughs> so first off, she's 19, so you're old. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> that's the first one just throwing that right the fuck out there um, also she is a lesbian punk band lead singer or I guess half of the punk band uh, called After X Class and mm-hmm. she fucking rules like she's wearing like crazy makeup like it's like this pop punk thing going on like it's fun and it is so far what you would not expect from somebody who came from the movie hereditary mm-hmm. um but throw her some fucking support i mean like she's got a lot of support obviously because people know, know who she is but i feel like there's a lot of people that don't realize that this is what she's doing um like she's in new york like they do live shows like she's fucking great so by all means uh follow her on instagram she's just m-i-l-l-y shapiro s-h-a-p-i-r-o on uh, Instagram. And like it's got her link tree on there for her band and everything. Um, but yeah, she's the shit. Um, I remember when I saw Hereditary the first time and they did the QA stuff, like she's always been super nice. Um, she did like shout outs on Twitter when people were tagging her after the movie came out. Like she's an absolute sweetheart. So yeah, check out all of her stuff. She fucking rules. Yep, she does. Um and her, we won't talk about her sibling. Okay, we'll just leave who her sibling is. Uh, uh, I will say this: there was a fake tweet that came out that made me laugh my fucking ass off today. I was sad that it was. I was totally sad that it was fake, but it was fake, 
And it was somebody made a fake tweet about Ben uh, seeing his other sister, his older sister, and talking about how beautiful she was. But somebody was just like, um, I think he's scoping out his sister's jugs. Like, it was just like, it lasted for a good six or seven hours before yeah. somebody was finally like, it's fucking fake, guys. Come on. <laughs> It's it's just not a surprise. It's just not a surprise. You know what I mean? Right. It was just it was one of those things where it was just like I mean that could actually be real, but you know we don't put I don't put anything past those guys. Um. So well, anyways. Um. Yeah. Like I said, we have the we have the um the Patreon. Please go and check it out. I would love to uh, love to see you guys on there and check it out and get that cool content. Um. Mm-hmm. We have um. We have, um, and then we'll get, and that can we can like get you into the uh, into the private group of uh, ask us questions, um, you know, so you can ask us questions to see what's up. And soon we'll be having a answer questions episode. Um, I want to give a big shout out to um, um, Germany. Germany overtook Australia. Isn't the Germans? It, the Germans. The Germans like the, the Germans like the show. I don't like you know like I mean like all over too like it isn't like well yeah, German I'm, horror rules so I, like, I'm, I, I'm good with that so I'm gonna say it's all over but I don't really know because I don't like because they because believe it or not rest of the world they teach us shit about other places in in America like like you know oh, yeah like, like our world um, geography teachings are garbage um, but our number one listening location is Hess. Um, this this could be all together. I don't I don't know. I, I guess I could look on. I could Google search it. Um, no, North Rhine, Westphalia. That's uh, that's that's a place. Uh, Bavaria, um, famous for its delicious cream. Uh, Baden <laughs> Wurttemberg region. That sounds fucking dope. Um, it's a region. We Jonas, they listen to us in a region. Can you believe that? Um, I love it. Land Berlin. I'm not. I'm not sure what separates that from other Berlins, but uh, I'll, uh, um, Lower Saxony um, and uh, Brahmin. Um, one person in. It looks like one person in Brahmin. Um, well, anyways, right. anybody, anybody listening to those places, um, big shout out to y'all. Thank you so much for um, for listening and making our show what it is. Uh, to see this and to know that that's uh, happening in those places uh, makes me very. Uh, it's just cool. It's just you know we've uh, we've. Um, as uh, Jonas and I are entertainers, you know, to, to have that sort of like reach out there and stuff like that's very cool for us. And, uh, and I'm glad that you all are enjoying it because it, uh, it keeps, uh, um, you know, the, we keep getting more listeners every, every week and Germany. So overtaking, um, you know, um, overtaking Australia, uh, New Zealand now above Germany. So New Zealand, you've done good. Um, UK still in, still in strong second though. Um, Four percent of our listenership, UK. Um, so that's a. I, I will have to say, nobody from Ireland listens to the show, and I kind of find that weird. Okay. So, so, so if you, um, um, if you know, if you know Irish people, UK people, um, just send it over there. Just, I just want to see it pop up. I just want to see Ireland pop up. I got a lot of Irish yeah. in me, and you know what I mean. And, uh, and I'm also a big House of Pain fan. So, like, it would be, it would be really amazing to, uh, to, uh, to have that. You know, so. Um, I don't know. So anything else, Jonas? You got anything? You got anything? Nope. Right. We're done. We are done. Thank you everybody for coming in. Uh, start some fires, break some glass, and you're freaking awesome. Thank you all. <laughs>